people want to connect with people. And when someone sees a face, hears a voice, gets to know the mannerisms of a person that's on the other side of that screen, you're making those connection points. You're building trust. You're building expertise as well. You're listening to the Branding Gems podcast, a podcast that is not just interviews and conversations. It's to bring you guys the best of the best women in branding and business to answer this question. What are your top three valuable tips and lessons that you learned along the way? And then we discuss it. To feel your passion-filled lifestyle business, I promise to bring you the best of the best women in branding and business, and together we can grow and learn from the extracted advice that they provide. I'm Peggy Bree, and let's get growing. Hi, yes, it's a new podcast intro music. I feel like it's more fitting, it fits the overall vibe more, it's uplifting, it's inspirational, and I just, I, it fits better than the other one. I hope you guys like it. Tell me what you think about it. And also be sure to follow us on Instagram at Blank Room Design or follow me at Peggy Bree. I have some super, super exciting announcements to share on there. And of course, I'll share it on this uh, for next episode, but that's not until two weeks from now. So definitely stay tuned on Instagram if you want to hear about this announcement. I'm excited. It's I don't want to say too much about it um, and ruin the surprise, but it is something that I'm so excited to share. It's my first one kind of ever, well, yeah, for podcast, and I'm I'm just excited. Uh, You can hear from my voice. I can't even express it into audio words right now, but so you have to stay tuned on Instagram to know what that is, and it is a real tease. I know it's, I'm just like teasing it right now, but it's it's something real and I'm excited to share it. So um, anyways, today we have an awesome guest. I can't wait to share her. I love her. I met her online. I never met her in person before, but it's just so much fun to know how many amazing friendships and relationships you can make online when you put yourself out there. So she's one of my favorite connections online. So I'm excited to share her and what she's learned and her insightful journey so far. So stay tuned. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Branding Gems. Oh my goodness, I'm super excited to have this guest today. She's super amazing and I can't wait to share her with everyone. So today we have Natasha Samuel and she is the host of the Shine Online podcast and an Instagram strategist that helps small businesses shine online through intensive strategy days, digital resources, and education. Natasha helps you build your brand on the gram with a video strategy that is fulfilling and fun without the overwhelm. Welcome, Natasha. Thank you so much for having me, Peggy. I'm excited to chat. Yes, same. Oh my gosh. It's so awesome to, first of all, see you grow in this space and that you love everything that you're doing at shows and your podcast is awesome. I'm still so excited to be a part of it. Oh, yes. I love that episode. It was probably like one of my favorite ones. Um, And it's so (laughs) funny. Like I was thinking back to like when I wrote my portion of branding quickies and then like me now, like there's so many 
similar thread still, but I feel like I'm like almost mm-hmm. a different person. I literally have a different business name, like everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait to catch up on that in between. And yeah, so Nat- Natasha is one of the authors for our book, Branding Quickies, which is a book written by 20 amazing women who share their insights, stories, and tips into this branding and business world. And I I love Natasha's section. Like it was so genuine and so real and it really hit home with what it's like starting out being a student and choosing the entrepreneur route and as well as her pivotal learnings like learning to say no which is which is so key Hmm. Yes. And it's something I, I still am very mindful of, but also still something like I even struggle with and go through. So um, I could take a <laughs> own, my own rule book out of my own section, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, for sure. Like everything changes as it does. So it just every nothing is really written in stone per se. So right. <laughs> All right, let's yes. dive right in. What are your top three tips on branding and business? And let's start with number one. So the first one is that just because you're showing up for your brand doesn't mean that it always has to be perfect. And I want to show a few different ways that this really evolves depending on how you're showing up. So of course, I'm an Instagram strategist, so I want to talk about it in terms of Instagram, but also in other parts of your business. So I think that there's like this common misconception that your grid on Instagram needs to be perfect. It needs to be like this puzzle pattern. It needs to be super structured. And like, depending on like, if you're a designer or if you're super artsy, like if that's your jam, go for it. But I feel like if, if the struggle of reaching perfection is like the only is really the only thing that's holding you back from really giving a lot of value or enjoying the content you're creating. Um, that's really where perfectionism can be a hindrance. And so I always like to say like, no matter what stage of your brand you're at is just a fallback on not only like those internal brand values and your story and you know, what your brand is about deep to the core, but also knowing what are those staple things. Like for me, it's obviously yellow for you. It might be the font you use or the way you edit your photos. If maybe you're super into photography, like as an influencer. So kind of like figuring out what are like the non-essential, like the essential things that need to be a part of your brand visually and be flexible, have fun with having those imperfect parts and, and maybe posting a photo that you just took on your phone versus a branding photo or stuff that I've kind of like started to adopt here and there. And I feel like you go to my Instagram and you know, instantly who I am, but I don't plan out the visuals of my grid. I kind of just stick to the the branding. And I think this goes, this imperfectionism that you kind of want to adopt into your business also falls into how to take messy action. Like sometimes you just need to launch something or do something or whatever it is. And then, you know, maybe you can improve it later or maybe it's something you don't want to do. Um, but I think it's so easy to overthink whatever it is if it's even just starting the business or if it's starting a new project. Um, Like I always love to tell the story of when I did my first course launch and I literally made $0, like zero buckaroonies. And 
I was honestly so excited because not because I didn't make money. I was not excited about that, but I was very excited because I launched a course like that was something alone to celebrate. And I think that we have, we think like, okay, I want to launch a course and hit five figures. Why not just be excited about launching the course and putting it out and it being imperfect. And then maybe getting some data from that and making it better and relaunching it because that what people might think was like a failure, um, was actually one of my favorite things because I took action and I launched it and I did it. And then I could slowly update it and make it better and switch platforms. And now it's become like a huge part of my income. So that is my first tip is take imperfect action, even if it's visually for your brand or just on the projects that you're taking on as your business grows. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that you mentioned the value in launching a product or project that didn't go so well because the value behind it and the aftermath of what you learned and gained from it so that you can apply it to something else after is really so valuable. And it's such a good reminder to be yeah, to know of that and to know that the next project or something that comes after that could be better and it will just keep getting better. Absolutely. And I think that um, when we're making decisions on if it's something you want to pursue, if it's something that needs to be better, like all those types of things, you need data to make the best decision. And that's why, honestly, just by doing something, you're going to get so much more data than overthinking it, researching it, dreaming about it, planning, 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 over planning um, by rather just launching something that might be messy. Maybe you do a beta, maybe it's, you know, not in its final form and then you can make it into its final form or whatever, or just completely nix it all together. Like what if you pour all this time and energy into making something perfect and then realize maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I want this to look different. Maybe I want this to feel different. So it gives you fluidity, but it also gives you data so you can ensure you're making smart decisions for your business. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like interesting, like when it comes to analytics and data, because you can follow the behind data of your content so much, but sometimes like content goes viral and that's something that's unpredictable, Mm -hmm. no matter the data that you see. So what do you think that like in between is like by looking at data versus putting something out, like just putting something out? Yeah, I think what I like to do is I'm not a numbers person. So I'll definitely look at like how many likes and comments and saves and follows and website clicks, like how many of those things am I getting? Um, and how, what type of content it is like, I do like to analyze it, but then I kind of take things with a grain of salt, like an example of, um, I, I love Instagram reels and I've had a lot of what you could say, like viral reels. I found a formula that really works. Um, and I understand what will perform well for my audience and the type of content I create. But one day I just wanted to create kind of like a more artsy. um, I wanted like some ASMR in there, a video of me making my matcha. And it, it was probably one of my lower performing reels, like compared to my other reels. But the quality of engagement on the reel was really great. People were like, oh, this is why I liked you. Like, so you're making that connection point with my community. And I was able to try a different editing style and I was able to test it. So yeah, that video was fun to make, which sometimes like, why don't we just create something because it's fun to make, like not just because it's going to perform well. Um, So I think that reel is a really great example 
level of, um, you know, understanding, okay, these are what my analytics say. And yes, it probably, you know, it lived up to that. It didn't perform as viral as my other reels, but it served a purpose. I was able to be creative. Um, people were able to kind of have that personal connection point. Um, and I tried a new editing style. So I think we often think of like this end point of success of like hitting a certain metric or going viral or launching something and having this insane launch when like sometimes the end product isn't like the the perfect goal that your analytics are saying you should want and it's just kind of doing it and maybe it's something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because it's like it's like the question that was asked and I thought the answer would be like oh like I posted this viral post and then it hit this extra X amount of metrics and there's so much validity that comes with viral posting. But what I loved about your answer is that, you know, you said what posts you put out and yes, the analytics didn't match in terms of numbers, but what you gain from it in terms of purpose and trying out a new style and the different level of engagement that came from it is so interesting and so important because anything can really come from a piece of content that comes out and the performance can be just out of range and can be the most interesting thing ever. Right. It's almost like sometimes the things that you can't measure, like you can't measure that little connection point you made with someone or a Mm -hmm. new skill set that you got when it comes to video editing or a new app you were able to try. Like those aren't Mm -hmm. things can measure, but they hold a lot of value. And I think mm-hmm. like one other thing, like touching on the the viralness and, and that big goal, especially with reels. I mean, I teach about reels. I love reels and everyone wants this goal of getting how many views can I get? You know, how can I get viral reach? And that's, you know, there's a lot of great benefits there, but I think for example, a lot of my growth has come from reels, which means I get like hundreds of new followers a week, which is great, right? Cool. New followers. That means a new lead pool, people that will eventually buy products or share my content, you know, whatever that is. But chances are, because you're you're reaching more people, your chances are you're actually reaching a lot of people that aren't your target audience and aren't going to want to buy from you are going to be those weird bots are going to be asking wrong questions. and They're just not a part of the vibe. They're not meant to be there. So going viral is great. But if you're attracting a lot of people that aren't going to purchase from you or participate in your brand or help you attract opportunities, then it's like, what's the point of even going viral? So you have that awesome, however many views on your reel. Um, so I think like going viral is a very complicated thing, which kind of reels brings up for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's it's so true and so interesting because like when you have that steady audience and steady followers, they're the ones that are gonna be they're the ones who keeps coming back because they know you and they want to get to know more of you and they're staying because they want that that you know wanting to get to know you more. So it's it's interesting. It's kind of like meeting someone for the first hand and have and and those like one off relationships so to speak. Um but when you build a relationship, when you create that bond between you and your audience or or even like clients or or the networks like it's all about building and taking that time to build and form that that relationship. Yes, I couldn't agree more. So good. And what is your second tip in branding and business? So my second tip sticking with the Instagram is show up 
on video. And of course, I'm talking in terms of Instagram, but this could mean whatever platform you're jamming on. Maybe you love TikTok, maybe you love Facebook Live, like whatever your jam is, but you need to show up on video and here's why. Um, whether you're a really big brand and you have an agency, you're a personal brand and you're kind of more of that influencer or blogger, um, or you're a service provider that maybe it's just you or a very, very small team, um, people want to connect with people. And when someone sees a face, hears a voice, gets to know the mannerisms of a person that's on the other side of that screen, you're making those connection points. You're building trust. You're building expertise as well because you can have the best captions in the world. Um, You could have really great visuals. All of that is very important. But there's something that humanizes your brand and goes so much further when someone sees you on video and maybe you're talking about what you're an expert at or you're teaching or you're live streaming or you're interviewing or or whatever it is that you're doing on the live video, it goes so much farther. And, and like I said, depending on where you're showing up on social media, video is really prevalent on every single type of social media. Like I remember I was thinking the other day, I was like, there's even video on Pinterest now. Like there's stories on Pinterest and, and there's all these different types of interactive places that people can view videos. And and it's kind of like replacing how people would just watch TV and that was their main form of consumption is that sometimes, you know, consumption is really comes down to social media and right on their smartphones. So I know this kind of piggybacks on the imperfect action thing, but I know video can be so intimidating, whether it's insecurities you have, whether you feel like you're not well-spoken enough to be on video. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of different things to unpack there, and, and I'm sure that would be like its own podcast episode. But I think my my biggest words of encouragement is to find a type of video that you either like to consume, that you feel like just really resonates with you, um, and that you feel like is going to be the best for your brand. Um, and then figure out a game plan of just doing it and taking action because we've talked about data. We've talked about taking all that in. Like you won't know how to edit a video or how to talk better on video or all of those things that you're overthinking in terms of showing up on video. If you don't just do it and show up. Um, and I also think that people underestimate the skills that you build by doing videos. You're going to be a better consultant or coach. Um, literally videos is how I started my speaking career. It's how I started my podcast, um, by learning how to speak on the spot and to teach. And, and you really feel confident with that expertise. Once you find out your jam and, and how you like talking about it, whether it's something as small as stories or reels or something a lot li- like longer, like maybe a 60 minute live streamer or whatever that looks like. Um, but I just definitely would encourage people to test out video for their business, even if it's just a few ways that they're using it. Um, one story, um, from one of my students was that, um, they were wanting to test out IGTV. So they, they enrolled in my course and they were like, I didn't realize till I was in your course and I was learning about it and applying it to my business that, 
every single expert that I trust and I know and I buy from is on video. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I never even thought about it either. But it's true. The people that you have that deeper connection with, it's it's not only what differentiates you from the other person that's in your industry, but it's really where people get to know learning from you, working with you, talking with you, having you as a speaker at their event, like, you know, whatever that could be. So my biggest encouragement is show up on video for your brand. And I think you'll see a lot of benefits in your business as well. Mm -hmm. I love that you mention the way that it humanizes the entire experience and having that person to person connection really brings that and it, it could be communicated through the platform like video. And that's, it's such a good tool to do that. And I guess the question that I have in the topic of video is in terms of what do you think is the key to mastering this video content production? Because like you, one could say, okay, be consistent in the format that you produce or like even just, you know, it really depends on how interesting your content is and how much it, 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 um, pertains to your audience's interest per se. Like, what do you think is the key to mastering like a video content? I'd say the key um, are two things that are very related to each other, and they're probably going to be the most annoying things, but they they really do work. Um, the biggest thing is practice, and it's the most annoying tip. But once you get used to, and maybe it's starting with like 15 seconds of stories, and then you go up to a minute, and then you do a live stream, and then you do a reel, like just literally gradually doing things that is how you learn. Like I always have people asking me like, how did you learn how to create a reel? And I'm like, I literally created a reel. That's how I learned. That's the secret sauce. That's how I, how I learn everything that I do. So I think by tactically doing something every single time, like for example, live streaming scares the bejeebies out of so many people. But once you do it once you're like, okay, this isn't scary. I'm not afraid. And then you do it another time and then another time. And you learn how to, you know, go over those little bumps and errors that you have. And then you learn how to, you know, maybe interview a guest and then you learn how to do it a little bit longer and you know how to organize your thoughts better. And then you realize, wow, maybe if I prepare ahead of time, that really helps. Or I really like having questions. So I'm going to do that. So it's kind of just like this big experiment of finding, you know, what's going to work in your workflow and, and how to actually do it and just getting better at it. I mean, they say it with like riding a bike with anything you do. I mean, the more you do it, you're going to eventually find your groove with it. And I think that kind of piggybacks on the other piece of advice when it comes to video content is um, preparation definitely helps. But the in the simplest form, if it's a real, if it's a live, if it's a story, you know, any piece of piece of content that you're going to have is that you want to be sure that you're outlining your videos. Um, some people, People that might mean scripting it word for word. Some people it might be saying, this is what I'm doing in this clip. And then this is what I'm doing in the next clip or this clip, or maybe outlining your main talking points. Um, you know, it can be very simple, but, but just, but just by having a little sticky note or in your project manager or your content calendar, like wherever it is, but kind of planning the cadence of your video along with just like practicing is the best way to really get confident. Um, one other tip I was thinking of when I was kind of just talking about it is 
I think when I know when I first started on video, you know, you think of all these thoughts of like, what do people think? What if I mess up? Um, what if I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm not expert enough? Like all these thoughts and the common thread about the thoughts that I'm having, the thought that you're having is that you are, they're selfish thoughts. It's all about you. Um, and all those insecurities we have and all these insecurities for projecting on people that may or may not have even said that something that they care about. So I really think that it's impactful to change those selfish thoughts and think more of a place of service by showing up, by, you know, serving, by sharing a story, by sharing a snippet of your day. Like if you can make one person's day better, it's 100% worth it. Every other person that viewed it, it might not be as impactful. That's okay. But if you inspire just one person, I think it just completely shifts how you think about video where you're like, it's not about me. I'm not creating it for me. I'm creating it to impact other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And that's so interesting. So it really, so when it comes to the key of mastering video, it really is the practice of doing it more so that you become better at it and that you can show up and present yourself as, as each form comes and, and as each content produces, like you'll get better at it. That's so interesting. I love that you mentioned that it's all sometimes when it comes to producing a content or not producing something out there it really comes down to sometimes your thoughts and and I love that you mentioned that because that, that's that's interesting it's an interesting thought in itself because it's like wow like um at the end of the day if you're serving other people and you're wanting to help other people like why does it matter if if you're if you're showing up in a way that is mm-hmm. not quote-unquote perfect and I love that you mentioned that it is about serving people and helping people and wanting to do that for other people so you so one can really like disregard all of that like extra extra thoughts that can come in, in the fear of producing something out there it's so good Absolutely. And I think it's just giving yourself grace too. Like it's very human and normal Mm -hmm. to not like, it's not natural to talk to your phone and think that other people on the other side are listening. (laughs) Um, So I think like Mm -hmm. understanding, like giving yourself grace, like this is not normal. I'm not used to this. I don't have the skill set yet. And and one thing I can challenge anyone that's listening to do is to film a video that maybe you're horrified, petrified to do with no intentions of posting it. Like just film the video, prepare like you normally would, um, you know, create this video, edit it, everything. Just to create it, just to do it, you already got past the hardest part. Publishing's definitely the second hardest part. Um, but definitely do that. And I like to say, you know, send it to your community, send it to your friends, your partner, um, you know, colleagues, whoever you really trust to be like, hey, I'm doing this new thing. Would love to hear your feedback and get genuine feedback. Like maybe you could, maybe you're not showing your personality and the people around you really know that. Or maybe it was really great and you're not giving your, yourself enough props. So um, that's kind of a great way to just like take action and, and implement that practice this part. Um, so you can start to just do it. Mm-hmm. I love that. So actually, when it comes to getting genuine feedback, or even getting feedback per se, like, what is that balance on not letting it get to your passion or creative portion of what you like to do, but also wanting to serve your audience and to hear their feedback? 
Right. And I, I think that it's important to, you know, gauge what your audience wants, because I think one common thing I struggle with even is that you don't know mm-hmm. what people that aren't in your boat are struggling with. Like with Instagram, I'm often trying to think of like, what's the hard hitting strategy I can share? What's the really big tip? But I often find it's the simplest thing that's helpful. So I do think that it can be important for understanding where the playing field is for someone that's not in your industry and not thinking and and speaking in the terms that you're speaking, because if you're using all this crazy terminology related to your industry, you know, you're not going to resonate with your audience um, in the best way. So I do think that it's very helpful for that side of things. Um, but I also think that um, kind of how we this really common theme of talking about experimentation um, with the imperfect things, but also with video is sometimes you just need to experiment and people need to see something to know that they like it or don't like it. So I definitely take grain of salt. But um, I definitely do find that getting good feedback can help inspire things or even the feedback after creating and posting something can be helpful. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that I could hear your passionate, I mean, your passion through this platform of Instagram, like it shows so much. And it's like interesting, because like, essentially, if the audience's pain point is having troubles showing up or creating content on Instagram, you're essentially showing it through your example and the solution that you can help them with it. So it's cool to see it all within Instagram of the platform and it all it just connects and it just interconnects. It's, it's so cool. That is so cool that you like have already like kind of recognized that. Um, it's one of my favorite um, messages I get from people when they say like the you know I learn from you because you do it. You know you don't just tell us to do it; you do it. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely glad that comes across. Oh, for sure, and it's it's it makes so much sense too, and it's obvious, and it, it shows through results, and and it's shown through your passion in doing so too, and that that passion emulates to people and wanting to be inspired to do so. So that's awesome, oh, love it. <laughs> and what is your final tip in branding and business? Yes. So my final tip, which I feel like kind of ties into my branding quickies um, section in the book, is that rest is productive. And I know that's like a very common saying, but I think truly understanding that shift has been one of the most beneficial things because I remember writing my branding quickies chapter and just being like, in that, like getting out of that season of burnout and being like, okay, I conquered it. I understand what it looks like. I'm done. Cool. Peace out. That was fun. Um, but I realized that burnout and rest and boundaries and all of those things are are very natural patterns. Um, and of course, I think that you can eventually get to a point where you are able to avoid them for the most part. But I've come to realize that it's not just understanding what burnout looks like and trying to avoid it. It's intentionally incorporating rest all the time. Like after this podcast interview, I'll probably go lay on my couch and just chill out for a little bit, restore my energy. Um, And I think I, that's kind of with every part of my life. I love cycle syncing, which is kind of cycle, you know, with the 
different parts of my cycle. Um, I like to adjust the tasks and how many meetings I have and what projects I'm working on because my hormones are naturally changing. And sometimes I have more energy. Sometimes I have less energy. And I think we're so used and trained to just plow through that versus acknowledging like it's okay if this week I'm starting my cycle and I need to take a chill pill. And that's totally fine. Because I know, you know, I think it looks different for everyone, but I know if you're just feeling unwell, you're feeling whether it's like a mental state or a physical space, or you're feeling uncreative, um, plowing through it never helps. It's never more productive to be like, I feel really uncreative. Let me force myself to create or I really have a migraine today. Let me just try and work anyway because my clients need me to work. It, it doesn't work that way. And by taking whatever rest looks like for you, um, even if it's just throughout your day or bigger parts of your week or bigger parts of your month, um, I've just found it's kind of like a, a non-negotiable for me. Um, like for example, I do Instagram. It's a huge part of what I what I do in, in my life. You know, I'm documenting my life in a lot of ways and I'm getting notifications on my phone all the time. But uh, a very hard boundary for me is I never go on Instagram on the weekends. I think of Instagram as work. Um, when I'm in the office, I'm working, I'm making stories, I'm on my Instagram. But when I'm out of the office, I'm not on social media. Um, and that's where rest comes in. If I'm on Instagram all the time, how can I rest? How can I recharge? How can I be excited about my content? So um, my biggest advice is like for your business, you need to rest. It's essential. It needs to be penciled in. It needs to be a task. It needs to be a priority. Um, and just retraining your brain because we've all been trained to think that we have to push and power through and that we have to just, um, you know, go, 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 be productive, things have to get done. But sometimes the best way to get things done is by doing nothing and, and just relaxing. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you did mention that um, that everyone's rest looks different and it's to really intentionally plan and create what rest looks like for each individual. And that's so good that you're able to find one for you because it's true like if your work is very connected to your phone like removing yourself and removing the situation and removing yourself from your phone and work related things that have to do with your phone like makes so much sense and and that does work for people who have you know like are so connected to their phones and, and their work so that's good that you're able to set up a, a cycle that works for you and what rest looks like for you that's awesome so good oh my goodness Natasha it was so good to catch up with you and to hear to hear your tips and to just hear how you've been doing and to hear everything that you've learned like it's just so it's just fascinating like I love it thank you so much Peggy it was so fun to catch up and and chat about Instagram boundaries all the things mm. Love it. And, and what's next for you? What's next in Natasha's world or even in, in your business? Yes. Next for me is continuing to grow my team, um, launching my first mastermind, which I'm excited for, uploading those said courses that made zero bucks, updating those, continuing to make those better. Nice. Um, and yeah, finding more ease. That's a huge, that's my word for this year, 2021. My word is ease and, and just seeing how mm-hmm. I can find more of that and how I'm structuring my business, what I'm saying yes to, what mm-hmm. I'm saying no to. Um, so yeah, I guess that's what's next. 
Love it. I know it's it's so good that what's next is is focusing on ease and and like we said, like to rest and that's that's good. That's so important. Yeah. And where can people find you? Yes, so you can find me over on Instagram at Shine with Natasha. Um, that's where I'm hanging out most of the time. Um, and then I also do have my podcast, the Shine Online podcast. I had an amazing episode with Peggy on there um, and a lot of other really inspiring entrepreneurs if you're interested in that type of stuff. Love it. Oh my goodness, it's so good to have you again. And what an honor to hear your tips and and to really seep into the mind of Natasha, which is so wonderful. So thank you for being a guest on this podcast. Thank you so much. This was so fun. <laughs> and we're going to sign off. Bye. Whoa, what a fun episode. Thank you so much for listening to the end again. You're amazing for sticking to the end. And I just wanted to lastly mention, definitely screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram. And we'll be sure to reshare you. Let me know what you think and let me know all your feelings and let me know who to bring on. Just definitely connect with us on Instagram at Design and also me at Peggy Bree and I'll talk to you there. Bye!